I can make this really simple today. In the garden, Adam and Eve said no to God. And before the angel, Mary said yes. Thank you. But I want to add a little bit more. Um, first of all, the stories of Scripture are trying to grapple with mystery. And sin, to me, is really a mystery. It's a mystery. How, how can we be so inhuman to other humans? It doesn't make sense. Uh, if you watch the news and see these pictures of the Gaza Strip, and look at the millions of dollars of property destroyed, the millions of hours of people who have built those cities and have tried to live their lives, the thousands of lives that have been lost, both in Israel and in Gaza Strip, mostly in Gaza Strip. It's, it's unthinkable. It's so inhuman, and yet we do it. <clears throat> and and uh, woe, woe be to the leaders. Um, and, and although it's probably not just one man, but in both cases of Ukraine and Russia and also Gaza Strip and Israel, there's one man, at least one man, who on some level is the perpetrator of all. Unthinkable. And woe if you or I were ever put in that position that we could make a decision where so much could be lost. That is pure sin. And it makes no sense. So, to have a story where um, Eve eats an apple because a, a snake speaks to her, and then she says no to God, but probably not, she didn't mean to say no directly to God, but yes to the serpent because she was being promised something and she just couldn't resist. And it, it's a silly story on so many levels, but but I think it grapples with the silliness and craziness of sin. It just doesn't make sense, and yet we do it. Why? I don't know. But in contrast to that, this angel appears to Mary. And again, you know what actually happened to Mary, how she came to this? Who knows? But, but if you're going to tell a story, you've got to make it visual or in some way understandable. So the best way is to have somebody say something to another. I mean, it's a conversation. You recorded it. So an angel appears and says, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. And so remarkable, the words that, that became the prayer that we say, you know, 53 times when we say the rosary. But what's going on here? Mary, troubled by the words of the angel, she didn't understand how it could even possibly be, and she expressed her puzzlement and maybe even fear, her doubt, but in the end, she felt the call. And in the end, she said, I'm the maidservant of the Lord, do with me whatever you will. And that too is a mystery, how you and I come to that in our lives. Now, nestled between those two readings is this um, reading from Paul's letter to the the Ephesians. And he tells them, do you realize that you have been filled with every spiritual blessing from the heavens? That's what he tells them. That's what he tells us. That's now recorded for all time. Do you realize? Do you realize when you were baptized, you were filled with the Holy Spirit, anointed? The oil that penetrated into your skin was a mere symbol of the anointing of the Holy Spirit into your body, into your life. Do, do you believe it? Now, I don't know. I don't know if most, if most um, Catholics believe it. I, I, I know they'll say it. If I say to them, this is so, they'll say, oh, yeah, of course. 
Uh, but do they really believe it? I just don't know. I was telling the kids at the last Mass, because we're celebrating the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and actually there's nothing in Scripture that says anything about the Immaculate Conception. So it's, it's, it's a made-up feast in the church. And I think it was in 1954 or, uh, or 1854, but at any rate, yeah, 1854, because the Assumption was later. It's one of the four dogmas about Mary. And it's, again, trying to grapple with mystery. This is my patent and chalice that was made for me 47 years ago when I became a priest. And um, you'll notice that most chalices, they're covered with a thin layer of gold, a very, very, very thin layer of gold. Why? Why? It's considered the most precious metal. That's what everyone always says. Um, I'm not going to deny royalty or whatever, that too, but, but it's basically, it's a precious metal. And the church said only a precious metal could hold the bread become the body of Christ and the wine become the blood of Christ. You wouldn't put it on paper, wax paper or parchment or, or, or you know. But, and, and we do put it in different subs, uh, substances now. I mean, there's wood chalices and um, someone just gave, gave it to me recently. But this is considered precious. Now, in this too, I have an engraving that I put um, for me. Um, because every day when I say Mass with my chalice and paten, it says, may my heart always sing your praises, Lord. That's from one of the Psalms, and that's a good thing for my heart to sing praises. And then I say a little, may we always bless Edmund and Mary, my dad and mom, Gary, Jerry, Terry, Barry, and Larry, my brothers and sister. We all rhyme, yes, of course. But why? What, what is the meaning of this? Well, we have precious metal holding the body and blood of Christ, and then we do something even more remarkable. We eat and drink the body and blood of Christ. We become the precious vessel, just like Mary was the vessel, and in her womb she bore Jesus, and in our bodies we carry the body and blood of Christ. This is symbolism at its max. This, this is... I mean, I don't think we reflect on it and talk about it, but if we were to say, what does it mean to carry Christ in me? What does it mean to carry Christ in your lives, in your bodies? And wouldn't therefore the angel say to every one of you and me, blessed are you among men and women. Blessed are you. You have been filled with every spiritual blessing. So once a year we get this feast, and then we get another one, and the other one is the assumption that came later. And I think they are theologically logical. They are just perfect theological logicalness. We're saying at the moment of her conception, when the sperm hit the egg in the mother of Mary, boom, there was no sin. She was preserved from the corruption of sin. How anybody would know that? But I think it's a theological reflection. And then at the moment of what would be her death or going into a coma-like experience, but she was assumed into heaven, what was she preserved from there? The corruption of death. So her whole soul and body was preserved from sin at the very beginning. At the very end, she didn't corrupt like all do, and her body rot away. She was, corrupt, she was kept from corruption. All of this pointing to her, this special vessel that was to bring 
God into the world, Emmanuel, through the person of Jesus the Christ, in her own body and in her own flesh. Now, the reason that becomes so important, because it points back to that letter to the Ephesians. And, and here we have in, in December two feast days, the Feast of Immaculate Conception and La Virgen de Guadalupe. Well, actually three, because let's count the birth of Christ, because she's also a central figure there. And, and we put such emphasis on Mary, not to crown her, although we do that too, but to see in her the model of what we're supposed to become. How many times a day do we say yes to God in our own lives, really? How many times are we willing to say it over and over again, even in difficult circumstances, even in our sin? Are we able to say, yes, God, I know that you are pure mercy. Please fill me, Lord. Yes, yes, fill me. And the more that we learn that word, yes, see, the more that we can say it, yes, see, the more that we keep opening ourselves to that grace of God. And, and when we discover it, when we actually can feel it, when we can say, I know it's true, I believe it's true, and even the sinner that I am, God, you are blessing me spiritually with every blessing from the heavens. If we get there, if we actually think that and believe it here, actually think it and believe it here, that's when this mystery of sin and grace and God and blessing and love and everything begins to make more sense. And that's when we can begin to live our life like Mary, saying, yes, Lord, yes.